couple years down the road, uh, things are going pretty much the same. Running the valve, uh, which is doing very well. Um, nice. Yeah, you're. What's, uh, what's going on? Just selling out a lot of shows. You know, you're getting like uh, write ups. You know, in places like uh, Vulture Magazine does a thing about the the best independent comedy clubs in the country, and they write about the Velveeta Room. Nice. Uh, yeah, they. Um, so your business like increases. You're you're just doing really well. Uh, Stand up is going good too. So you uh, you're gonna record your first album. What's it gonna be called? Uh, it's called Pat <laughs> tickles your funny bone. <laughs> and the cover is uh, you like leaning forward with your uh, pointer finger extended like in a tickle motion. But it's one of those covers where if you turn it, it moves, and it's just you like acting like you're tickling. Okay. So you uh, <laughs> that, that is so lame. And you have sunk like a lot of money into the physical production of these CDs. Yeah. Wait, wait! I'm, I'm making CDs. Yeah, you got to have a cover. You're, you weren't going to at first. At first, you were like, "No, I think I'll just do like a digital thing." And then, yeah, and, but then you were like, "But I have this idea for the cover," and people were like, "Oh, Pat, you should just do the digital thing and not make that clearly." And, but you're like, "No, I'm like going to double down on this," and you invest like most of your savings. It's that important to it's me. It's very important to you. All right. But I mean, hey, everything's coming up, Pat. You know, you could you could put a stack of them there on the counter. You know, you, you're a recognizable dude. People will buy them as they're leaving the valve. When you know, pick this cool. up for the road. Hey, All that, right, that's kind of cool. That charming, handsome bartender said he's a comedian. Here's a CD. Let's listen to it. <laughs> okay. So it's just packed all the time. Everything's going good. Everything's coming up, Pat. And with all this like new like customer, this new influx of people who are coming to the Velveeta room, bound to be people who like come back, you know, they, they learn about it and then keep coming back over and over again. You're gonna gain some regular regular folks. Okay. And you're starting to see like the same like half dozen people coming a couple times a month, you know, to where you, you could say, like, hey, good to see you again. You know what I mean? Or you like feel comfortable saying hello and welcoming them back. Like you're you're recognizing to them that yeah, you're coming around a lot. You know? Okay. One of those people. There's like half a dozen of them. You see them a couple times a month. They're always very nice. They talk to you about, you know, what good shows are coming up. Uh they they buy drinks, they tip well. Uh, they're they like Lindsay, you know, they even get to know who Michael Park is. You know? <laughs> what do they think of what do they think of Michael? Oh, they love him. Everybody loves him. There's one guy in particular that really loves him. Yeah. He's a, he's a tall, thin man. <laughs> yeah. With, with like a, an angular face, you know, he's got a, his hair parted down the middle and slicked back. He's always wearing like a nice suit. He comes into your uh he comes into the valve, you know, pretty regularly. Sometimes he's got a lady on his arm, sometimes he doesn't. He What's his name? His name is Ricky Sanders. 
Ricky Sanders. Ricky Sanders. What's his deal? He's just like a like a well-to-do, handsome guy, you know. He just like he just likes comedy. Likes comedy. He likes Michael a lot. He uh he he'll like stand outside. Like he's usually there pretty early, and he'll like stand outside and like talk to Michael while the line he's builds one of the, up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's one of those dudes. There's a couple of those guys who, for whatever reason, will come to the Valve just to hang out with Michael Park and just talk out front. No idea what they're talking about. Yeah. And he's just one of those guys. Okay. And uh, Michael like Michael likes him, and he goes, "Hey, uh, Ricky's back tonight. He's got a lady with him." He kind of raises his eyebrows, you know. <laughs> I go, "All right, thanks, Michael." He uh, he as he's leaving, he goes, "She's a looker," and then he just walks out the door. <laughs> so Ricky, oh, I been- can ac- I can actually see this happen. Yeah. He's been coming in quite a bit, you know. He always gets yeah. there early, always talks to Michael. You see, uh, like they they bum each other cigarettes, you know. One nice. time, one time he like gives Michael an envelope, you know. Michael, <laughs> Michael just kind of tucks it into his jacket Wait, pocket. Hold on, like a white, uh, like like on the Sopranos, just like a white envelope. Okay. Tucks, tucks it into his uh, pocket. I don't want to know tips his beret i don't want to know what michael park really does for a living just keeps on going so my point being ricky sanders and michael park are fast friends he even tells you that they're gonna like hang out sometimes <laughs> yeah yeah ricky has a four-wheeler michael's gonna go out on it go mudding mudding around <laughs> be careful man he goes, ah, I grew up doing that stuff. And you fucking believe him, dude. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So he's hanging out with Ricky a whole lot. And uh, like a couple weeks after like really noticing who Ricky was, Michael calls you and he says, he says that he's sick. He can't come into work. It's like last minute. You hear him have the worst diarrhea. Oh. Just you hear him just he's saying, Pat, I can't come. Ah, he just starts yelling. It cuts <laughs> him off. And then he completes his he it's it's bad, man. Okay, I go, all right, Michael, I, I get it. And I, I I hang up. You hear him weep and then uh oh, call in. So you're like short staffed, right? You're like you're yeah. like understaffed. You get uh you get Danny Goodwin to watch the door, right? How does does he how does he do? not well you know what oh, i mean no. he's like trying he's trying to like bark bark people in and they're like what like what is he saying he's like uh the this group of like women came walking up and he goes uh hey ladies and they were just all like no Oh, no. It was a coordinated no. They all like they formed a diamond pattern and like stepped towards him <laughs> and they all extended their hands at the same time. <laughs> Does anyone witness this? Oh, yeah. Lots of people. This is, that's incredible. Yeah. Does anyone like comment on it? Yeah. Somebody's like, did you guys just do that? Like coordinate that? And they went on to explain that, uh, that they were there for a bachelorette party. What? Yeah, they're in a dance group called the the No No Girls. Oh, 
and uh, <laughs> and one of the no-no girls <laughs> is getting married, and so they're going down the street. But yeah? they're like the no-no girls are a uh, young positive force for for women, where they'll they'll go to like high schools and private schools and stuff, and like basically be like, hey, your body is your own. You don't have to do anything anybody doesn't want you to do. Okay. But the, one of the things they do is they they all have a move where they like they all get together in the in, the, in like a diamond pattern and like they they get surrounded by men and they just all like shift and say no no to all these men. So yeah. they're just there the no no girls are hanging out. Uh they That's turn so... Danny down real quick. Yeah. Um Danny like Danny like, why would you... yeah Danny. he's just bombing on the street, you know what I mean? <laughs> this this uh, a horse cop this cop on a horse came like you know how they do that sideways prance sometimes sure yeah yeah yeah. yeah. so that this one particular cop was doing that and danny pulled his cell phone out he goes oh hey can i get you to do that again and the cop looked at him and goes go fuck yourself <laughs> oh my god and he goes i'm just joking with you he goes you're a comedian right you're at this joke place and he's, oh. like, he's like oh yeah he goes tell me a funny joke People do and that actually. Well, he's like, tell not, me a funny joke, and yeah. you can. You, I'll do. I'll do it for you. Okay. And Danny like tells him a joke, and he, the guy just goes, "You know what? Now, like, really go fuck yourself." Like, wow, that was geez. it. Was that he was not doing well? So you're like running around like crazy. You know what I mean? You're understaffed. Yeah. Uh, you're worried about Michael Park. Frankly, everybody is. Uh, it's it's a busy night. You know, you're, you're like you got a sold out early show Friday. Late show Friday is looking pretty good. People are just starting to like line up on the sidewalk, you know. Ricky Sanders, you see him kind of like poking around. Okay. And Danny comes in. He goes, hey, this guy, Ricky, wants to know if Michael's here. And you're like, oh, no, I should probably tell him. So you go out and you tell Ricky. You're like, yeah, Michael is sick. He's not going to be in tonight. Um, you guys can still come in. It's like him and and like somebody who's with him. Just some guy. He goes, You guys can still come in. I'm not gonna like, you know, just come on in. But uh, Michael's not here, so sorry. Okay. So you yeah. go back inside, right? Are they, what's their reaction? They're like, oh man. So he's like, uh, I'm gonna give him a call. Thanks, Pat. No problem. They get in line. You see him like pick up his phone, you know, and you hear uh Hello. Like from <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay. And uh, you, you hear him like, hey, man, I'm at the vet. And you just like turn and walk inside, you know? <laughs> okay. So like Friday, Ricky and his friend, they stick around for both shows. Afterwards, you like step outside, you know? Who Who is headlining? Uh, the headliner was uh, a guy named uh, Gary Smalls. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, he played. He had. He was on a TV show in the nineties called "That One Kid," and it was about a. <laughs> it's about a boy who read a radioactive book, and it made him like really smart. Okay. And uh, he was a child star. Never really went on to do much else, but he's actually like a pretty good stand-up comedian. Wow. So uh, yeah, you like enjoyed it, you know. Cool. So like shows get out. You like step outside just to kind of, you know, take in the night for a second and you look down and uh, you see that uh, that like 
the street is just like full of people. You know what I mean? Okay. It's just like packed. And there's just like, it's like a super busy Saturday night. People are everywhere. It's so loud, you know? Yeah. You kind of overhear like Michael's friend. You hear him talking to his buddy. And he's like, man, it's a shame Michael wasn't here. I wanted you to meet him. He's like, he's such a sucker. He goes, he's sitting on a lot of cash. He goes, I've already got him going to, he goes, my, my, I'll tell you, he goes, my cousin throws a poker game. He goes, and we got a guy who counts cards. He goes, we find suckers like Michael and we take him for all they're worth. Holy shit. He goes, you got to meet this guy. He's a total rube. Oh, no. So you like hear that. Next thing you know, there's like, like people, just a sea of people let out of this karaoke bar. They go walking down the street. Okay. You look up and they're gone. Next week, Michael Park comes in Thursday night, open mic. So you feeling better? He's like, yeah, I'm feeling better. You know, you say anything to him? I tell him. What do you tell him? I tell him, hey, that guy that you think is your friend, Mr. Sanders, he isn't, man. Like, I overheard him talking to his buddy about how you're a sucker and they, they play you for money and they're cheating you at cards and stuff. Oh, Michael, I, I don't know if you know these guys as well as you think you do. He, he's like, uh, uh, you know, I've, I've been playing cards a long time. <laughs> I'm okay. I know. I'm sure you are. I'm sure you have rather, but you're getting ripped off, dude. He's, so he, he basically tells you that like he's like wins some, he loses some. He's not like he's probably down, but he's not like down crazy or anything. It's not like an abnormal amount. Uh, Are you sure? Yeah. So he's like, look, I'm going tomorrow night, eight o'clock. There's a there's a shell station on North Lamar. <laughs> yeah. He's like, we're going there. They have a back room. He goes, we get, you know, seven, eight of us together. We play poker. He's like, I'm fine. I'm okay. All right. So, uh, next day comes around. It's eight o'clock. It's almost eight. Would you go to the show? Yeah. 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 So you go to the shell, right? You uh you I, I would like I think I I would roll up with like my like my lights off. It'd be kind of creeped out. Yeah. Cuz I've been to one of these underground poker things before and yeah. they're fun, but they're kind of it's a weird feeling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mhm. So you walk in, um I'm definitely nervous. What do you do? I walk in, um, and uh, I kind of, I walk up to the. Well, I kind of <clears throat> excuse me. I look around. Is there any obvious place I would go to to find it? No, no. Um, I'd walk up to the whoever's working behind the counter. Yeah, and I go, uh, "Hi." Uh, this name tag says Kevin on it. <laughs> Hello, Kevin. Um. I'm a friend of Mr. Sanders. I wink at him. 
he kind of like nods his head. He hits a button, and then the the cooler where the where they keep like the milk, you know, and like the string cheese, and yeah. the lunch, that just like opens up and kind of comes out. <laughs> yeah. And there's a. I mean, do you go into it? Yeah, absolutely. I go, and I go thanks. He uh, kind of nods. And Does then he tip him or something? No, he, he's reading a People magazine. Okay. Yeah. But okay. As you uh, as you like, you take a step into the cooler, and like the 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 door just kind of closes behind you. You hear the door of the actual um, gas station open, and uh, you hear somebody go, "What up, Gilb?" And then the door closes. So <laughs> you're standing in a you're standing in a room. Like um, it's almost like just like a supply hallway, you know. There's like a door at the end of the hallway. Do you go through it? Yeah, I walk immediately up to it. You open it, and it's mm-hmm. kind of it's kind of dark inside. But you take a couple steps in. When you look, uh, it's kind of like like a larger room with like chairs and stuff like that. There's like a, a bar. There's a guy in a white shirt and a black vest, pencil thin mustache, just drying off a glass wow he's chewing gum just kind of looks right at you hello he goes uh what'll it be um a jameson on the rocks please he goes i'm out of jameson okay he goes you like whiskey i do he goes, I got something for you. He pulls a uh, like a, a a real like soft pink looking bottle off the shelf. Yeah. And he pours it in a shot glass. He goes, <laughs> here you go. Puts it back up there. You take the I shot. Guess, yeah. I, I kind of like lift it and smell it. What does it smell like? Just whiskey. Oh, okay, cool. Um, I go, what is this? He goes, it's the world's best whiskey. I go, oh, okay. I, I guess I go, uh, all right. And I, I before I take the shot, I I raise it. Um, he goes, it's I a. Raise, I raise it to a toast. What do you toast? I go, <clears throat> to the world's best whiskey served by the world's best bartender. He goes, quit buttering me up with that shit. He goes, take the shot. I'm like, all right, I take the shot. He goes, it's an old pilgrim recipe. He goes, boys are inside. So you Appreciate see the, you. He, he kind of like salutes you. <laughs> you walk in, in even like a bigger room now. Like this whole structure is way larger than it looks from the street. You know, <laughs> it is much bigger. That always creeps me out. I, I would feel a little comfortable. Yeah. So you... um. You like see you're in like a much larger room and you're it's like pretty dark and in the back of the room there's like a really well lit poker game and you see like seven guys right uh you see Michael's just like standing up he's got his hands behind his head kind of his fingers interlocked he's just pacing back and forth <laughs> whoa I go Michael so you just yell out Michael no I guess I I guess so I woke up you yell out oh, no. Michael Damn it. And Michael sees you and he goes, Oh, Pat, no. And he like runs towards you. What? Uh, 
the guys at the table all stand up and they go, who the fuck is this? And Michael Francione yells, get down. He kicks, what? He kicks a, like a table over, right? Holy shit. He kicks the table over and just starts, he pulls like a, a pistol out of his sock <laughs> and he looks at it and that written on the barrel, it says old faithful. Oh and my he, gosh. He goes, he goes, he looks at you and he goes, Pat, I lost a lot of money tonight. I'm not going to lose a friend. <laughs> okay. All right. You, you say how, you say how much money did you lose? He goes seventeen large. Oh, Michael! And then he stands up from behind the table and he proceeds to shoot every single person in the oh my. in the dead center of their heart. Oh my god! He shoots all. I mean, there's like the seven guys at the table. There's a yeah. couple armed guards there. He just stands up and ping, 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 ping. He just shoots every single one of them. He always goes on about how good of a shot he is. And so he I is, guess, dude. I in guess the, so. In the center of their heart. One guy, he like he shoots him and he falls backwards. And he, uh, in the center of his heart, Michael shot out the button on his shirt. Wow. Right where the button should have been, just right, just straight through him. Michael uh, blows the smoke off the barrel, and he goes, "Do you have your car?" I go, "Yeah, I do." Holy shit, Michael! He goes, "Let's get the fuck out of here." Yeah, let's go. He pulls a pack of cigarettes out of his from underneath his beret, <laughs> strikes a match off his boot, lights it. With the match still lit, he walks up to the table and just scoops all the money. And there's hundreds of thousands of dollars in there probably just scoops it all into a black messenger bag wow he walks out he turns and he flicks the lit match into the room <laughs> just engulfs in flames oh my god so the two of you guys like let's go you guys like get out of your car where do you go i blast on out of there man as fast as i can he goes pat we gotta skip town yeah, we have. Yeah, dude, where where should we go? He goes. I, I don't know. Okay. Um, I would head south. Okay. Where? I would. I go, Michael. Where we have to flee to the Mexican border. I think. He goes. You you just killed so many people. He kind of looks. He gets a tear in his eye, and he goes, "Well." I'm sure going to miss this country. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And then he looks at you and he just screams, Viva la Mexico. He pounds <laughs> his hand on the dashboard <laughs> and you guys drive into the night. Hell yeah, dude. You're on the road for a couple hours. You're uh, kind of psyched now. Yeah, you, you're kind of like talking about what you're going to do. You're going to find a beach somewhere. Michael counts through the money. There's like 700 grand in this bag. My God. Uh, he's like, yeah, we'll just lay low and, and figure it out. So you guys stop. You get gas, right? You go inside. You get a bag of beef jerky. You get a Milky Way Midnight. He said, fuck <laughs> it. You get a Coca-Cola. Oh, jeez. Michael gets a, a six-pack of Budweiser. You guys go to get in the car, and as you, like, like you're waiting on the gas to, to finish pumping as you like are standing there watching this, the ticker roll over 
uh, a long black limousine pulls up. Uh, 15 guys in like Italian suits come out and they all just fucking blow you guys away. Uh. They fucking shoot the fuck out of you guys. You and Michael both. Michael stands up on the hood of your car and he goes, come get me, motherfuckers. <laughs> and as, as he reaches for Old Faithful, they just fill him full of lead. Oh, no. You see him fall. He crashes into your windshield and he looks at you and he goes, Pat. Pat. Yeah. I loved you the most. <laughs> okay. Out of all the Velveeta room managers, <laughs> you were my favorite. Yeah. And then he uh, girls up a bunch of blood, spits it Jeez. in your face, and then you get so full of lead. <laughs> they, they fucking blow you away. They, <laughs> they shoot you so many times because you stole all of their money. I didn't. As your it was body, Michael. As your bullet riddled body lays there. You, you still have like you still have that Milky Way midnight in your hand, just clutched, <laughs> right? One of the guys goes to get it out, and he's like, "Oh, he's not letting go. You're like you won't release it from your grasp." <laughs> oh wow! But they come up there and they go, they like see your body and they go, "Yep, we got him." And then you hear like just as like the last bit of life drains from your body, you hear like a sniffling coming from right where the gas pump was, and you hear a. He always was a good kid. Oh, my God. And then he fucking died. My God. And then he fucking died. What a sad, cruel story. <laughs> that was horrible. <laughs> I thought it was cool. You and Michael Park got into a shootout. <laughs> uh, w- one time uh, at work, uh, I-, I went outside uh, to like grab something from Michael. Uh, and I said... Uh, I said to him, hey, Michael, how much money did you make tonight? And he said, 17 large. And we both laughed. Yeah. And he was talking. There's just some guy next to him that he was talking to. And as I turn away to walk back inside the valve, I hear him go, I'm a character on their podcast. And then the door just shut. (laughs) (laughs) What if someone said that to you? I would have no idea. There's There's a few people who could say that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 